Hi, I'm Tiffany. And I'm Rihanna, and welcome or welcome back to Fresh Off the Brook. Fresh Off the Brook is about personal experiences growing up Asian Canadian in a predominantly white community, Asian media, and Asian pop culture in general. Race has always been a sensitive topic. Every day, there are debates over race. With our podcast, we intend to shed light on the experiences of first-generation Asian immigrants, not put them on a pedestal. We understand that race isn't everything, but there should be an acknowledgement of people of color, the knowledge gap, and the racial divide that will ideally be broken. Now that that's out of the way, let's get into the episode. Today's topic is stolen Asian artifacts. The general basis of this episode is that we are going to be looking into some Asian countries whose artifacts have been stolen back during the war many, many centuries ago as a result of looting, business, both, among other things, and talking about certain reparations that have or have not been made, (laughs) and, you know, giving some more general thoughts, and talking about what this all means in today's world. sum it up, I'm going to use a paraphrased quote from a British YouTuber. Basically, he says that the British Museum contains stuff that has mostly been stolen from other countries. And by the way, the British YouTuber in question is Korean Englishman, specifically Ollie. Want to give him a special shout out? Shout out to Ollie K- Kendall? I think that's his last name. Do you not care about him enough to know? I care about I, I will, I will take the a, silence a deep <laughs> amount. Do not question my love for Ollie. Hi, Ollie, if you're listening to this. He's not, but it's okay. <laughs> Anyways, the whole reason why we decided to do this episode or we thought to do this episode was about a month ago I saw a New York Times article about the Cambodian government requesting and this was a pretty big deal and it is still a pretty big deal. They had basically gone to the Met with a spreadsheet of about 45 artifacts saying, and, you know, of course, prior to this, the government had talked to other museums or gone to other places saying, yo, you have a relic Hmm. that you stole (laughs) and you just have them on display and you're profiting off of them in various ways. Give them back. And so they, they came, they went to the Met with the spreadsheet of 45 items and it's a pretty interesting story and when I was reading about it it just seemed so wild because of the behind the scenes particularly this one person which I'll get into in a sec and it it starts involving gangs and stuff and which I didn't expect it was pretty funny so the story behind it is the government essentially got in touch with a Fun fact, now a 60-year-old former looter slash gang member who goes by Lion. Boss name. (laughs) I know. And, you know, back during his time as a looter, 
he stole a ton of rarities, relic, you name it, and sold them to brokers in Thailand. And the reason why we know this today is because he said that he felt remorse looking back on these years. And I think, and this is me adding on to what he said, so don't take it as what he actually said, but I guess maybe it's just thinking about the impact it might have had on the country. Mm-hmm. Because I imagine at the time he was doing it for business. And then now he's like, oh, you know, the the country has lost all these relics and I had a uh, hand in that. Yeah. Because he was also quoted saying, and I don't know if this is a fully accurate translation. I have no way of knowing because I don't have, I don't speak the language that he speaks. And also I don't, I can't access the record of him saying it originally. But he was quoted saying, let let the gods return home, which, you know, in, in reference to the artifacts. Mm-hmm. And one thing that's pretty crazy, he had, or well, in the process of him helping the government and the survey group, he spent about two years escorting people to remote sites where he had previously uprooted artifacts. What's pretty shocked me is that when he was presented with the spreadsheet of 45 items, he immediately recognized about 33 of them. Which is an impressive number. I know. It's just, you know that he was really part of the deal. Yeah. (laughs) He was really in the game. And the thing is, he had recognized the 33 that he had a hand in looting, and then there were a handful more that he had claimed to maybe he saw it in passing, or it looked like something that he saw someone else stole. And if you're not familiar with the story, you're probably thinking, who even is Lion? Why, Why should we trust him? And many people thought that as well and looked into his credibility. And he's actually been cited in U.S. court papers for cases relating to looting and Cambodian artifacts. Also, he has been linked to, well, I already said it, he sold artifacts to brokers in Thailand, but he's been linked to some things relating to Cambodia and or Thailand, basically. And what's really annoying, at the time, and it really hasn't changed much since I read the article, the Met has declined to really respond at all, issue an apology or anything to the Cambodian government. And they basically said, oh, you know, we're open to looking into it. But we won't. And we're conducting an investigation. Mm. But sorry, not sorry, you know? It's, so yeah. what, why is it, why are you looking into it if you're not going to admit that this could and really just 
straight up is an issue. Yeah. Why would you say, oh, I'm going to look into it. But also, these aren't yours. Just don't look into it then. Because you're not... You're not going to look into it anyway. And then, of course, this isn't me trying to say, oh, wow, they're better than the men because they still stole stuff and had stolen things. A museum in Denver had since then returned a few items to Cambodia, the Cambodian government in Cambodia that had been stolen back during the war and such events, which is good. You know, small win. Yeah. Shame them into it, which they mm-hmm. deserve. Yeah. I can only hope that they can somehow work their way out of this. No, uh, well, not out of this, but that the Cambodian officials can get those 45 items back mm-hmm. in a way where it doesn't have to get nasty yeah i was trying to think of a word but i think nasty is good i mean are we really surprised that this was the mets response you know like not really yeah (laughs) that's what's bad about the situation but i do think that it's incredibly sick that a former looter is now like helping this situation Mm-hmm. And 33, when the world needed him most. <laughs> yeah. 33 out of 45. Jeez. What percentage is that? Quick maths. Pull out my calculator. <laughs> 73.3333333. That's a passing grade. <laughs> no, it is not. <laughs> I mean, it is. <laughs> but for our audience... You know what we mean. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you know. Yeah. But geez, that change of heart. That's so. That's impressive. Mm -hmm. You could have gone to the grave with all that. Yeah. And even though, at least at the time that we are recording this, and at the time that all these articles came out, they weren't able to get the 45 back. They still got something back, you know, from mm-hmm. the Museum of Denver. Well, not, it was not the Museum of Denver. It's a museum in Denver. Yeah. And so I can only hope that this leads to more reparations being made. Mm-hmm. And since this was in a New York Times publication, it reaches more eyes yeah and people talk more about this issue because yeah even just with this episode this is something that's been known that tons of artifacts from any country have been stolen by europeans westerners and thrown in their museum but no one really talks about it all that much yeah no it's just known, and then not that much goes to fix it. Things stay in museum, and you know we're open to looking into it, but we won't give it back to you. Yeah. 
So just don't look. <laughs> I also think just like not or acknowledging this in general because I don't know, maybe it's just me who feels this way, but especially with kids, the way that the idea of a museum is presented to young people slash kids, it's very much like, look at this cool thing that we found. And you just grow up thinking like, oh, cool. This is basically like a collection. You don't really understand just the amount of history in getting these artifacts alone. You know, like, of course, that, that's a whole nother story to this that people some people don't even know about Mm -hmm. and it's kind of similar to how people glorified and continue to glorify Christopher Columbus oh yeah for discovering discovering America America the great it's the whole (laughs) discovering aspects of things Mm -hmm. that word is just like Wow, so impressive. Look at this land we found and all these people we ruined. Yeah. All these people that we quote unquote saved. Like, mm. no. Not at all. Not Not even close. The literal opposite. Mm hmm. But I digress. (laughs) Not too unsimilar to what the Met did in declining to respond or basically responding with a non-response. Something had happened to China up for around 2019, where Italy (laughs) randomly, well, in my opinion, it was kind of (laughs) randomly, that they returned 796. I just had to say it that way. Artifacts back to China. And you know how they did it? How? They straight up were just acting as if they found it somewhere. They said, (laughs) they pretended not to know how the pieces got there and said they were a quote unquote illicit origin oh my 796 things oh wow what's that over here how did that get there oh my gosh how did these 796 things get there what a what a little accident mm-hmm. not gonna acknowledge <laughs> it doesn't make any sense at all i mean no. it's not supposed to make sense It's just that you would think they would come up with something. Yeah. Just a bit more believable. Yeah, not like, oopsie, what are these? Yeah, how how else would it have got... 800 things, basically. That is an absurd amount to be like, Mm -hmm. uh uh-oh. Mm-hmm. And then in the process of that, and also, I guess, in the aftermath, China and Italy then signed a symbolic agreement that saw them working together in fighting illegal art trafficking. And Italy's culture minister said the arrangement marked an important step in relations between the two countries. Interesting how that works. Mm Mm-hmm. 
just like, oh, oopsies. Anyways, let's sign this symbolic agreement. You want to be friend? Yeah. Hey, buddy, old pal. Not even like a sorry, let's be friend. It's like, oops. Anyways, you want to sign this for me? <laughs> Can I get your autograph here, here, and here? Yeah. For no reason. Yeah. Don't look into it too much. Mm-hmm. Just so, I'm not saying I would understand if it was nine things or three things. It just seems so ridiculous that you yeah. have almost 800 things and say you don't know where they came yeah. from. Yeah. Like, think of something. Mm-hmm. Anything is better than that. Like, a two-year-old yeah. could think of something better than that. <laughs> Not oopsie. Where did that come from? (laughs) (laughs) Not wrong. How did that thing get over here? How did those 800 things just, oh, would you look at that? Yeah. It's just as real as people saying, why, hello there. I didn't see you there to the camera. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hi, I didn't see you. Come on in. Like, is this supposed to be a joke? Because if it is, then I guess it's kind of funny. But clearly <laughs> it's of, not. Instead of uh, 73 questions with Italy, it's 796 <laughs> questions with Italy. <laughs> Gosh. And that's such a... That high of a number with that excuse is not acceptable. I mean, it's not acceptable in any way, but, like, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. It's not like they were extremely small things, like beads or something. You got figures, you got various rarities, things like that. Just it's even worse. So much stuff there. If you, I'll have a few images on the screen of various pottery items and (laughs) relics that they found in general. Because they provided images. Thank you. (laughs) Of all 796 pieces. Probably not, but you'll have an, Im- an image of a few. Man, that's just embarrassing. It is. Man, you couldn't have thought of any other excuse. Seriously. <laughs> like, that's no. what I'm mad about. <laughs> no. Just another example of stolen artifacts is seen when two lintels were stolen from Thailand during the Vietnam War. And just in case anyone doesn't know what a lintel is, it's basically the top part or beam or arch of a doorway structure. And the repatriation ceremony was held at the Royal Thai Consulate General in Los Angeles to commemorate the return of the priceless ancient artifact mm-hmm. I think that's great because of course it had taken so long for it to come back 
they say that like it's coming to Canada. <laughs> it's taken so long to return to its rightful owner or their rightful owners. And hearing about how they had a whole repatriation ceremony, you know, brings a little smile to my face. Yeah. That they Finally. were able to celebrate this moment and also just in the most simplest sense have something that meant so much to them belong to them again yeah when talking about stolen artifacts in general they aren't necessarily limited to established museums and when i say that i'm specifically talking about ripley's believe it or not So for those of you who don't know what Ripley's Believe It or Not is, it's this American franchise that talks about oddities. And as stated by Wikipedia, Ripley's Believe It or Not is an American franchise founded by Robert Ripley, which deals in bizarre events and items so strange and unusual that readers might question the claims. Big emphasis on strange, unusual, and bizarre. So this franchise, um, they make books that is like a, like a kind of like a world records type book in a way. Um, mm-hmm. They also have m- museums, quote unquote. And the reason why I say it's not an established museum is because they are marketed as almost a freak show in a way it's like come inside the museum and see all the wonders of the world all these bizarre strange things that'll make you scared or disgusted that's how it's marketed and they do have cultural sections in these museums and i've i've been to some of them so I can say that, but yeah, they aren't limited to Asian culture, but they do have artifacts from Asian culture as well as cultures from just all around the world. And it's definitely a problem when you have items of a specific culture that is still around to this day and your whole marketing strategy is on weird and bizarre oddities. Yeah, it's so... Insulting. Over here, you see... I don't know. Vampires, werewolves. Mm. And then over here... Look at this weird thing that some Asian people did. Yeah. And the thing is, obviously, if it was actually a believe it or not esque weird thing, I would understand. But they were just actual cultural practices. Yeah. And then you have a weird thing about bugs, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> for example, I guess you could say, like, oh, look at this. This is a made-up example. I'm not think of, thinking of anything in specific, but okay. look at this, like, ceremonial stick 
from this ritual that this culture practices to this day. Wow, so strange, so scary. And you look to the next section, it's like, look at this two-headed cow. Look at this bearded <laughs> lady. It's like, okay, where are we drawing the line here? Because I know where I am. <laughs> <laughs> and it's right beyond this door. Let's go. Come yeah. on, let's pack it up. No, but it's seriously, like, designed as, like, you walk through these sections. So let's say, like, the cultural section is of a place that has a lot of jungles. Yeah. The ceilings will be covered in fake plants. There's going to be a fake tree. All this stuff. And maybe, like, monkey noises playing through the speakers. And it's, like, dark. <laughs> and then you walk out of the area... And then you're in the, like, vampire section. And then all of a sudden, it's all, like, a bunch of coffins everywhere. Garlic. You know, all that. I see. Hmm. Never been to a Ripley's, believe it or not, museum before. And I don't exactly plan on going, especially with this new information that I now have. Hmm. Highly don't recommend. This is mildly related, but when I went to one the first time, I had this terrible feeling. I just felt like the vibes were off. That's a terrible way to describe it. But it just felt like someone was following us while we were walking around the museum. It was so unsettling and after that, I swore to myself I'd never go in one again, but then I had to go to one, like, with a friend later, a couple years later. Oh, really? Yeah. But um, I was watching Ghost Adventures. Great show. Nice. Highly recommend. And um, one of the episodes, they actually do a ghost investigation at a Ripley's Believe It or Not museum. Yeah. And the reasoning behind that is that there are spirits or, like, energy I guess from these artifacts that are like vengeful spirits because apparently now I'm not saying that this is the truth it's speculation only but it's possible that these artifacts were not ethically sourced and were stolen so that's why a lot of people think that they're quote-unquote haunted or I guess, like, after I watched that episode, I was like, maybe that's why I had such weird vibes walking around. That would make sense. It would throw off the, not tension, it would throw off the atmosphere, creating tension. Yeah. Not the other way around. (laughs) I don't like the implications of that because I did feel like I was being followed. (laughs) I do apologize to whatever spirit that was, but <laughs> please. All these instances and cases that we mentioned today was really just to shed some more light on the long lasting and well known, but just not well. Well, I don't want to say not well discussed because it makes it seem like everyone that's been discussing it has been doing a terrible job, but hasn't been discussed as often as some other issues Mm -hmm. of a similar realm. 
regarding culture and everything. As we said earlier, this issue isn't just for Asians, it's for cultures everywhere. For example, tons of African and indigenous artifacts remain unturned. A French museum returned 26 works of art to a West African nation a century later. Just an example. Mm -hmm. And overall, in us trying to shed some light and highlight these issues, we hope that for those that maybe weren't aware or had seen it in different lights, they thought, oh, no, of course, these people just want their things back because they're being greedy. No, not really. That's not really the case. And we hope that we maybe change your perspective, open your eyes to something, and we hope you learned something today, you know, even if it was just a little thing. And as always, thanks for tuning in today. <laughs> Leave a comment down below, maybe about your experiences or your knowledge of any of these cases. For example, Cambodia, government, no, not the Cambodia government. The Cambodian artifact. <laughs> the, oh, 900 and, I don't know, 796 random items just laying around. Yeah, oh my god. <laughs> the Thai artifact that was stolen during the Vietnam War. And what's your opinion on Ripley? What is we want to know. There's only one correct opinion, by the way. And if you state the wrong one, Rihanna may personally block you. Yeah. So be careful. If you guys like this episode and want to stay connected with us, check out our website in the description. It contains links to our streaming platforms such as Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and more. Follow us for more behind-the-scenes content, announcements, and other random things we decide to put on there. See you next time. Bye. Bye.